Hello, my future girlfriend. This is what I sound like. I am 11 years old in the sixth grade in New Mexico. Please PM me if I'm on Yahoo Chat. Bye. Thanks for stopping by. Hey! Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. Hi, Lauren. Hi, We made it to episode two. I can't believe it. I never thought we'd make it here. Um... It's so sweet that you um, played that little sound soundbite from your boyfriend at the beginning. I know. It's, it's been a long relationship. Yeah. We, I PM'd him in the 90s. Oh, wow. And it's been wow. love, true love ever since. That's honestly, like, really romantic. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, people in Shakespearean times used to, like, send each other sonnets, but now it's like you get a little, like, voice message. Oh, I'm so old. I it's mean, almost more romantic. We have some notes to talk about, so this is episode two. Oh, some little, some little, uh, some little housekeeping. Yeah, housekeeping, (laughs) housekeeping. We're actually, Um, the news is that we're changing this to a good housekeeping podcast. Yes, DIY cupcakes. We're actually just reading the magazine on. Oh, yeah, what a good idea. Every Um, week. We actually, this is the section called corrections. Yeah, Where uh we will talk about corrections. And this is really important, I think that. Honestly, like, we're big enough to admit when we were wrong. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we have some hard-hitting news items yep. that sometimes everyone makes mistakes. Yeah. And because... Wait, but we don't make mistakes. There's zero correction. No, there's none. So this section is short because we're perfect. So We can pretty much vouch for everything we said in the last episode. And now a word from our sponsor, Casper. Casper is a friendly little ghost that comes to your house and haunts you when you're sleeping. It's easy. You have 100 nights to decide to keep any Casper Ghost product. If you decide the friendly ghost isn't right for you, you just tell them to arrange a pickup. They'll send a courier over to remove the friendly ghost from your home and donate it to a local charity or recycling center whenever possible. You'll be refunded 100% every penny. Honestly, they, uh, Casper sent me a friendly little ghost to try. Oh, um, and friendly little ghost. Let me tell you, this is... Oh. It's spooky and adorable. Oh, little ghost. I know. Thanks for I mean, honestly, why would you return it? <laughs> I don't get it. It's nice that they offer that, but, like, who returns a friendly little ghost? I just can't believe we already have a sponsor on our first, on our second podcast. I'm winking at you now, Casper. <laughs> Thanks to our sponsor. Okay, now can we get to the first clip? Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, <laughs> I'm ready. Um... Okay, this first clip is from the Dinner Party Download. It's episode 343, the all-TV episode. Um, Rico and Brendan are the hosts, and they're talking to Ellie Kemper. I love her. we love. If you don't love her, I don't want to talk to you. Do you watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Oh, yeah. Okay, I have something about that in the very next clip. Oh, my God. It all comes together. Yeah, it's all connected. It's holistic, this, this podcast. Um, but they're talking to Ellie Kemper about their favorite TV theme songs, and Ellie Kemper loves the one from Friday Night Lights, and, you know, it pulls at her heartstrings and makes her sad, but in a good way. And in an attempt to out-sad Ellie, Brendan <laughs> brings up the theme song from Love, Sydney, a television show I've never heard of before. No, I'm not even sure it's real. No, it's, it's a song his chorus teacher actually made everyone sing in class, <laughs> to, which makes this whole thing even better. 
Um, and it, this show actually was the first TV show to have an openly gay character. Uh, Tony Randall played a rich gay New Yorker who became best friends with his neighbor, a single mom played by Susie Kurtz. Who is such an underrated actress. I mean, this might be her f- finest moment on this show. It, it just may be. Yeah. But you, we have to listen to this. Let's do it. Please believe me. Lately my whole world is changing. Suddenly you're here and my life's better than before. <laughs> it gets better. Friends forever. Sharing everything together. Always understanding just how much the other cares. <laughs> Why is 80s singing different than, like, normal singing? Well, yeah, what's that voice they're using? <laughs> I feel like it's all very affected. It's kind of alarming. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, you might not remember this from our wedding, but it was um, that was our first dance song. Oh, my God. Yeah, you may not Where have recognized was I? it. Uh, yeah, you oh. might have been at the bar. Oh, geez. Yeah. I can't believe I missed that. Or the bathroom. Um, that's kind of a cliche of you, Eric. Well, I feel like it's the number one wedding song. Listen, me and that choir director just love fact, that like song. I feel if you're having a gay wedding, you have to use that it's, song. It's actually it's mandatory in, in yeah. um, 14 states. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were like, I guess we'll approve gay marriage under one <laughs> condition. The, the Supreme Court is like, do you guys remember that show Love Sydney? Well, you guys have to. Everyone's like, what? and gay what people are, are just like, fine, okay. whatever. Agreed. If that's what it takes. <laughs> um, I just love how this was our gay representation of television in the early. Like, yeah. I guess we'll take it. How far we've come. Right now, it's, now we have like, you know, the the, have, the gay sluts on the real world. I you know. know, gay people can be sluts too. I love it. <laughs> um, but I don't even get it. Like, no. Please believe me, lately my whole world is changing. Suddenly you're here, my life's better than before. I'm, like, not, I'm like, not sure he's gay. He might be in love with Susie Kurtz. I, I, think, he's, I think he's gay. I think that's the whole point of the show. It, Once again, we need a fact checker. This, I, I but mean, I think that was the whole point of the show. No, 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 no. He's gay and like... No, I know, but the song is really sounding like he's pretty no, into... No, but I think the whole point of the show was like, they're like his sassy... He was like the sassy gay friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know. And she's his, like, fruit right, fly. Right, they're, like, friends. Have you ever heard of fruit fly? No, is it, like... It's, like, the it's like the more PC term for, like, you know... The, yeah, I, the, I almost said it, and I did Yeah, that... I wasn't that. sure what the language was on this. <laughs> but I if you said it, and I was like, how dare you? Yeah. Podcast over. <laughs> um, I don't get it. I think it's saying that his life sucked before. Yeah. And now it doesn't. I don't even understand, but I love it. But my thing is, like... Your life is so much better when you meet like your spouse, not like your your like freewheeling. But I think he was like gay and like friend. didn't fit in and like yeah. then met the same. Because like single Kurtz moms like, are like is equally alienated. Yeah, like, single moms, good luck. Both like, situations are just a pits. you almost should just kill yourself. Yeah. So one is like I am going straight to hell for being gay. The other one's like I'm going to hell too. I'm, I'll see you there. I'm for sure going to hell because yeah, I had a, had a child. Eric, remember that time that we held hands on the treadmill? Oh yes, I do. That was so long ago. Know, we've come a long way, too. We really did. That was impractical. We could have been on this show. Like, they, they should do a revamp. Do you think there's any way they saw us on that treadmill and created the show based on us? If there's something going on there. Yeah. It's a little eerie. It's a little too, it's it's a little a too l- close to our life story, to and, be honest. And, yeah. 
Um, I also, the best part is on the podcast how I don't understand why the choir teacher made everyone, everyone sing the song in choir. Like, <laughs> but like, I kind of kind of get it because like if I was a choir teacher like I would be like we're singing ghost face and you know like I would like definitely make my kids sing whatever I wanted like I get that but like did your chorus teacher do you remember any songs yes what did you have to sing in fifth grade we had to sing um it was we were being very inclusive and we sang this song that was like in the round like one part of it was a was about Christmas, and one part of it was about Hanukkah, and then like you sang them together, and it was like uh, in the round. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. It's like it's like here in my house there are was candles it like, burning Was bright. it like my holidays better? Boom boom boom. It was actually it was like a ra- it was like a rap battle fight yeah. between Christians and Jews. Yeah. yeah. It was real. Jewish people go to hell. Real tumultuous. We're gonna it was get a lot of that. For this? Yeah, okay. it was a lot of that. I don't yeah. mean I don't mean anything I'm saying. Uh, sorry, did you say choir teacher, or did you say the man who like hung out around back of the middle school? Oh, was that? Because that's who taught us that song. Okay. Also, Eric and I went to the same grade school, so I don't remember this teacher. But we had to sing the Monster Mash, which is a little yeah, it's fun. I remember thinking it's fun. That's a good one. Why would you be mad about that? I wasn't mad. I just remember thinking this is weird. And also, we sang that a a song called the Titanic, which was a drinking song. Now this is. Babies dying on the Titanic. Did you sing that too? Yes. Oh and I just want to clarify for our listeners, like, this is not the beautiful, like, musings of Céline Dion. No. No. That, not that no. Titanic song. Oh, no. W- will you sing some of it? Of which Céline Dion? No, the one we say. Oh. Oh, they built the ship Titanic to sail the ocean blue, and they thought they built a <laughs> ship that the water would never get through, but the world's almighty hand said that ship would never land. It was sad. Oh, the boat was full of sin, and the side's about to burst. Wait, the boat was full of sin? The captain shouted, women and children first. And the captain tried to wire, <laughs> but the lines were all on fire. It was, I mean, no. this song, like... No, that's inappropriate. It was Wait, inappropriate. that makes me think of actually another song we learned, not necessarily in choir, but it was like in elementary school... The behind, behind the school. <laughs> not behind the okay. school this time. The parents would come in with puppets to teach teach us about like inclusion and people with different abilities and stuff like that. You, is this Everyone's ringing a bell? Everyone's different. Every, Ki- kids, kids are, are different. different. They, they don't, don't even, even look, look the same. same. So, but the best part is, it's this whole song about like you know everyone's different and like embrace our differences. Yeah. Um, the one um, verse or whatever is about. Um, well, I, I just have to sing it. It goes, some kids are surprised that kids, kids in wheelchairs, wheelchairs play. play. Blind kids, kids read. Deaf kids talk, talk but just in a different, different way. way. Abled kids, disabled kids, there's nothing we can do. That small kid, that tall kid, just like me and you. we can't do. Are you sure? Because I remember this. There's no way to know. (laughs) Like, this is not documented. This is what I thought was so wrong about it was they were like, there's nothing we can do. You're probably right. It's there's nothing we can't do. almost positive it's can't. I can Ugh. see how you might have set up, but there's there's no way that they would be like, we can say can or can't. Let's go with. Like our hands are tied in this situation. Right. Wait, but also like there's some no kids room. are surprised no that kids in wheelchairs play. I was never surprised about that. Not surprising. I was surprised by a lot of things. You were ahead like, of your time. Like one time, Justin brought in like microwave popcorn and like I was so surprised I was like like I get surprised easily like that was a great yeah. surprise like that's microwave a, popcorn a is a great surprise. surprise like I get surprised all the time you surprised me with microwave popcorn it's a great surprise to pull out Ugh, of your pocket I love microwave but this kids in wheelchairs kids in wheelchairs playing, not a surprise not a surprise I see what they were trying to do there my friend Catherine yeah her teacher made her sing uh, Dead Eye Dick's song New Aged Girl what is that Mary Ma oh yeah 
She's a vegetarian. The real song goes, she don't eat meat, but she sure likes a bone. Now, <laughs> What is that children, reference? What, is, what are they referencing? She changed it for the children. Uh-huh. Because I don't even know if I would have known what that meant as a child. But yeah, they had no. to sing, she don't eat meat, but she sure likes the fruit. <laughs> now, no. Yes. Now... <laughs> Do you know what's going on here? It's this teacher with, like, no life. Oh, like, man. And she's like, man, I love that Dead Eye Dig song. I'm going to make all my kids sing it. Which, as I've said before, yeah. that's totally what I would do also. Yeah, of course. But, like, I would make my kids sing Ghostface, but I'm not editing it out. They're singing fucking Ghostface. They're going to sing it. Let's just lean no, in, man. let's go. Lean Cheryl in. Cheryl Sandberg, yeah. Lean in. Let's lean in. So, anyways, these kids were singing Dead Eye Dick. I don't even... Oh, she, I'm sure she, I would love to know where this teacher is now. Um... Probably still doing the same thing, don't you think? I mean, that song is same timeless. Song, same fruit substitute. Timeless. Timeless. Oh, man. That was good. I Thank you for taking me down memory lane. I yeah. forgot about those songs from elementary school. Yeah. Especially the Titanic one. That is dark. I know. Yeah. Um, speaking of dark things. Let's go. I love this podcast. Okay, so this is um, a clip from Rico Decode with Kara Swisher. Um which, by the way, was a uh, Webby Award nominee oh, in 2016. Mazel. Mazel Um It's a podcast all about the tech, the tech industry. Lots of folks know it. Um, this episode is Andrew Jarecki, who created The Jinx. Did you watch that like a- yes. HBO docuseries? Oh, I love true crime. So good. Yes. It's such a thing now. But it's... Um, I'm sure you've by all the way, seen it. <clears throat> I liked it before it was a thing. Well, well, well. Okay. What did you... What did you binge like all those like um oh. 48 hours and well, stuff well i was obsessed with helter skelter i oh, mean it's yeah. my favorite book of all time like i love didn't you tell me to read that book i've read yes I've and now it's my favorite book you, oh you read it yeah oh my god it's oh my god. i'm obsessed with it okay next podcast a little Just all club. about helter skelter yeah there will be no podcast mentioned i've it read will, it let's actually Fuck this podcast. Let's have a Helter Skelter Let's just Helter Skelter it right now. Um, I've read it twice now. I love it so much. I love Vincent Bugliosi. Yeah, we've talked about that. He wrote another book called And the Sea Will Tell. And Uh it's actually much better. Oh, interesting. even better. But there's a book coming out soon called The Girls. Uh Uh, Emma Klein got a huge book deal. I I forget how much. Hundreds of thousands of dollars to yeah. write this book, and it focuses on the girls that follow Charles Manson. I highly recommend oh, everybody. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it. I have to read it. So good because it is strange. Like these girls, these scary girls. You know, like what? Anyway, a lot of them. Who, tangent. By the way, were enacting out more crime than Charles Manson actually was himself. Well, oh God, tangent. We should call this podcast Tangent Tangent. But <laughs> um, I, I, um, my favorite thing about that book is how crazy it is that they almost couldn't convict Charles Manson. Yeah. Because he kept his hands so clean. Right. They all, they, the book, you really see how hard, like, Vincent yeah. Bugliosi is trying to convict him and he fucking can't yep. do it. This crazy person. Yep. And I was talking to my friend Natalie about it and she's a lawyer. Mm. She was like, well, he didn't do anything. Like, they didn't catch him do She was like, I don't think he should be in jail. Like, he didn't Ugh. kill anyone. Even though he, like, masterminded he this whole cult. He didn't kill anyone, though. It's, cra- it's just interesting didn't kill anyone. He didn't kill anyone. He would have gotten But conspiracy for, for murder else. is a thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe she wasn't saying he shouldn't be in jail, right, but, right, like, right. but like he, he didn't technically kill, he didn't kill It's anyone. so fascinating. You guys, you have to read Helter Skelter. I know. It's so good. If you liked um American Crime Oh, yeah. What was that show called? Um, the Ryan Murphy one American Crime Story. Yeah. The or, one about OJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll love this book. And there's 
really gross pictures in it. Yeah, that's and the only... And also, re- I'm sorry, I'm going to get shit for saying this. Charles Manson was a hottie. Listen, it's hard, though, not before, to have those recent prison pictures. Before... The face tattoo? Yes. Yeah. Beautiful eyes, nice hair. I mean, there's a reason why all, he had this cult following. Yeah. He's like a good-looking, charismatic guy. He's one of those guys that just, like, has nice abs and, like, doesn't have to work for him. He, it honestly just looks like he, like... Yeah. Looks like he just, like, gets up early and, like, lifts, like, you know, barrels of hay. And, like, Actually, that's how he has his great physique. But I do remember reading the book. I feel like they didn't eat at the, the ranch. Yeah. Because <laughs> they couldn't afford food. So well, that feels why. right. That might have been. I don't it. think they worked out on the ranch. I right. think it wasn't like a workout ranch. Right. It was more it was so like, like a, a lack of ranch. yeah nutrients. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, wow. real crime. Tangent, tangent. Let's bring it back to the the um, the Jinx, which is Andrew Jackie's HBO docu series about Robert Durst. Um, he's like this huge New York real estate mogul. I mean, not him. His family is. He's part of his family. Um, but he's better known for being related to these three major deaths, like very closely tied to these three deaths, and all of which he was, um, two of which he was tried for, one of which, they, he, point being, he hasn't been found guilty of any of these deaths, even though they're all like very suspicious, and basically the public consensus is that he did it, right? Um, I love it, I love it so much. It, it's like, you know, like we talked about, making a murder in serial, season one, not season two. So here in this clip, Jackie is talking about how um, Durst fled to New York to New or- from New York, New York to New Orleans after the jinx started airing because he saw how guilty he looked. Um, I guess his plan was that after the final episode aired, if it was really bad, he would flee to Cuba. Um, the feds caught up with him in this hotel, and um, here's what happened. It's so good. They asked a desk clerk if they knew whether there was a, a Bob Durst there, and they gave about 11 or 12 other aliases that Bob had, had used, Diane Wynn and Dorothy Siner, often posing as a woman. And the desk clerk said, sorry, we have nobody like that here. The FBI turned around and in walks Bob Durst off the street. And they stand together in the lobby for a minute. And they say, are you Robert Durst? And he, (laughs) in classic Bob style, doesn't want to answer. He thinks maybe he'll get away with not being Bob Durst. And at that moment, a viewer, a woman in the lobby, walks over, ignoring the FBI G-men. And she turns to Bob Durst and she says, oh, I'm sorry, I, I hate to interrupt, but I'm a big fan. And... I've been watching the show. And, you know, maybe I can have an autograph. And so it was sort of, um, at that point, it was clear that he was, in fact, Bob I bet, I bet he was, like, psyched anyway, because he, like, loves attention. Yeah, it's clear he wants, I mean, he he reached out to Andrew Jarecki to make this documentary about himself. Yeah. Like, it's clear he's into the attention. So he's like, I guess I just got caught by the feds, but, like, I do have a fan. I wonder <laughs> if the fan thought it was Fred Durst. <laughs> Like the better most Durst. likely, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. No, I bet they get confused a lot. But also, like, what does it mean to be a fan of Robert Durst? Yeah, they, I, good question. Like a big fan of are your you a fan of the Jinx, or yeah. are you a big fan of like getting away with murder? I don't know, man. I mean, I would definitely say something if I saw Robert Durst. I don't know what. Are you kidding? I would just like run the other way. Yeah, I'd want to say something. But what if he murdered you? With all those feds around. Yeah, that's true. Okay, these are two different scenarios. Talking to him with a bunch yeah. of feds, talking to him without a bunch of feds. I know what I'd say to him. Get I it. would say, did you sing any <laughs> weird songs in choir <laughs> in, in grade school? Have you and ever then heard... I would start singing the Titanic because yeah. I bet he knows it. He like, so knows it. You're like, join in if you recognize it. I'm, oh, they built the ship right. Titanic. <laughs> and then I would be like, 
what would you sing if you were a choir teacher? You know? Like, I bet he's thought about it. Wait, why wasn't he a choir teacher? I, maybe. I mean, who knows? He might have been. He would this make is, a great choir teacher. This is the type he of... considered it? Hard-hitting. In Cuba. He could do it in Cuba. <laughs> he, could, he could... New life in Cuba. Oh, my God. I really think this is the type of hard-hitting journalism that's going to make us go really far with this podcast. Right. And Fred Durst, if you're listening. Fred Durst, we'd love to talk to you about whether or not you're related he to... He could maybe sing Limp Bizkit songs. As a choir teacher. Yeah. I love it. I think that's good for kids. I think we found it. I mean, kids don't know what Nookie is. I can see... Well, we could say fruit instead. Cookie. I did it all they for the say, fruit. I did oh. it all for the cookie. I know that, like, is a perfect rhyme for Nookie, but I still think I did it all for the fruit is good. Yeah. It's, I th- it's actually, healthier. Actually, you're right. You're yeah. right. It's healthier, and it sounds worse. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> sounds worse. It's weird. Which honestly does feel like it's the... It's like the goal of a lot of choir teachers. Like, yeah. what's going to sound worse? I love... <laughs> Eric, I feel like that's not a stretch. No, like, I know. It's exactly what <laughs> Catherine's teacher did. If I was a bored choir teacher, I would be like, let's really embarrass these little shitty right, kids. I want to hear the shitty kids singing. Get a I lot did- of this kids... Sing it or fail. If I had to deal with your 12-year-old all day, when right. you came into the like terrible auditorium to hear them sing, I'd make sure you were miserable. Oh, my God. I would torture. Or maybe this is just why we shouldn't be choir teachers. Oh maybe my God. choir teachers like it. Send us in your ideas of <gasps> songs to make children sing if you're a choir teacher. I love this. Send it to loveyourpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, my God. And make sure that the word fruit is in there somewhere. Yeah, maybe make sure. Subject line, fruit. If there's any boner <laughs> talk... Or nookie. Honestly, talk. don't even say the word bone. No. It'll it'll no. set us off. Um, wait, here's something really interesting I learned about um, Andrew Drecke, the documentary filmmaker. He created Movie Phone. Oh my god, he's hey, so do you know, talented. Do you know Movie Phone? He makes me feel like two cents. He's done so much. <laughs> well, he created it back in like the '90s when it was pretty much the first. It was I think it was the first time that anyone sold tickets online. Wow. And then he sold it to AOL for like a million dollars. Oh, and the Kimmy Schmidt thing I wanted to tell you about. Um. Robert Durst, like, as a character, makes an appearance on season two of The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, played by Fred Armisen. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it because it's hysterical. It all comes It all comes together. Full circle. What's our next clip, Lauren? Uh, it's from Judge John Hodgman. Um, episode 247, Bros Before Globes. Um, in Judge John Hodgman... Uh, listeners call in with their like pressing issues or arguments or whatever, um, and they let Judge Hodgman make like a final ruling. It's like Judge Judy, yeah, but he's well, he's not cooler. Judge Judy is cool. Judge Judy is like capital C cool. Yeah, but Judge Hodgman, he's got style. Yeah, uh, but in this one, a grown married man with a child named Noah, he calls in to bitch about his friend Eric. Is it me? I don't... Is it? Well, oh my you'll God. have to listen Dude. to find out. Um, but his friend is... So Eric is the one that's, like, traveling the world. Yeah. And which sounds pretty fucking cool. And Eric does not have a family, does not have children, so he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Can you tell where I'm going to land on this? <laughs> Whose side are you on? Um, but his problem seems to be that... Okay, so... So, uh... The guy that's calling in, his problem is that Eric was unable to attend his daughter's first birthday party. Blech. And he doesn't like that Eric is away all the time. And he and he pulls the whole, like, my daughter needs your influence in her life card, like, pretty early in the discussion. And, like, oh, so this guy's name is Noah. And I just think Noah is jealous because Eric is following his dreams, traveling the world. You listen. Wait, wait you this, is the guy Noah or is the, is the child Noah? Fact checkers? <laughs> 
No, okay, we'll the get our guy is Noah. Yeah. He has a daughter. Oh, right. Sorry. But just to clarify, Eric is the... The selfish one. Is the, the one traveler. who's married to Noah, because that no. would be the only way it would make sense that Noah is needy like this. I know. That's okay. what it sounds Sorry, like. I'm, no, you're, you've got it wrong, but I see where you would have slipped. <laughs> I'm confused. When he's gone for so long that he has to sell his worldly possessions and do some weird mail thing at home and... I'm sorry, uh, would you repeat that? Some weird... Ma- what? A weird mail forwarding thing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, he's living with us right now because he doesn't have a place to live. Otherwise, when he's here for this brief base camp visit before jaunting off again, um, I think that you do damage to the relationships you've established in your home when you're gone for that much time. Is he your son? I thought you had a daughter. I thought you had a, a 20-month-old daughter, not a 40-year-old son. <laughs> <laughs> you got burned. Uh, okay, so insulting phrases that Noah uses. Um, worldly possessions. Some weird male thing. He's living with us right now because he doesn't have a place to live. And base camp visit and jaunting off. I mean, these are all like very like not... He's making fun of him. He's not taking it seriously. Right. Like, also, like... When he says some weird male thing, like, this, he's basically saying, like, I don't even want to know. I don't even get it. I don't even know. Like, there's some, like, the male situation is unusual. I don't even, some weird thing. Also, who the fuck cares what his male situation is? Has he I, never done male forwarding? It's not, yeah, it's not, it's called male forwarding. It's not some weird male thing. No, it's, it's not like very common. <laughs> everyone knows what it is. Um, and I, I just don't know why he cares. I don't know how the male, weird male thing would affect Noah anyway. And like, he's living with us right now. And later in the podcast, he admits he offered his home to his friend. Right. They're, they, I mean, they are friends, correct? Like, and they also, don't sound like friends. If Eric is traveling all the goddamn time, like, it sounds like he's not really living at your house. Like, no, he's, he's maybe not. staying there a few times I, a month or whatever. I, pick, make your decision, Noah. And like the base camp visit jaunting off. It's yeah. just making light of Eric's decision to travel the world, which is like a cool thing. And he's doing it for work. Yeah. And like, it's like Eric isn't like saying, Noah, you're a breeder, like caring for your ugly spawn, <laughs> like referring well, to his life decision to be a parent. To be fair, we don't know that. Eric could be saying those That's things true. about we Noah. Didn't, we didn't hear that side. Yeah. But my other thing is like, have you been to a first birthday party? Oh my God. And, Actually, no, because I don't want you avoid to them. go. I recently went to my niece's first birthday party, and it was charming and adorable because she's perfect, but, like, she doesn't know what's happening, and no. she's not going to remember that I was there did she eat cake? being a good influence. Uh, she did the good, like, See, now you're smash making the fun. fist into the was, cake thing. But was it, if you were, like, in China, would you be like, oh, got to go back to watch, watch her smash some cake? No, even if it was my own daughter, if I was, like, traveling, I wouldn't. Right. Maybe, I don't know. No, first first birthday parties are, like, pretty overblown. No, if this was, like, a 14-year-old girl and, there were, like, Noah was a single parent and felt like she really needed other influence. I don't, mm, I don't get the influence no. thing. Still no. I feel like Noah is just whiny that his oh, friend yeah. has a cool life yeah. and he doesn't. I mean, and if the kid ends up, like, you know, like a prostitute or something, yeah. you know Noah's going to blame Eric. Hmm. For like, sure. It's going to be Eric's fault. Like, well, this girl's life is in er- Eric's hands. What you don't know, though, is that Eric actually sent from China a gift for the one-year-old daughter, and it was a one-year-old stripper pole. So oh, it actually man. might be Eric's fault. Did you fault. listen to an extended Did version she, of this clip? I, I actually wrote in oh, to I, Judge John Hodgman just to like get, get a few more deets. The scoop. 
Yeah. Okay. I was really just really curious. I'm surprised they didn't put that on the podcast, but I don't know why you lied to me. It so. did see, no, I wouldn't lie to you. It did seem like titillating info, but honestly, I, I think maybe Judge John Hodgman has something against he Noah. He sounds like bias, super he's, bias. He's making he Noah seem babies. like a real tool. John, John, John Hodgman hates babies. He loves birthday smashing yeah. parties. <laughs> you heard this first here. Oh you heard it first here, folks. Judge, Judge John Hodgman, which... Can we change that? Can we judge John Hodgman? That's it. too much. I, will, I refuse to say. It. I'm not even going to try anymore. Wait, you know what this sounds like? What? They sound like the Real Housewives. This sounds like a problem that would yeah. be on an episode of the Real Housewives. They could be like, she didn't even come to my birthday. It was You're her birthday. So right? Yeah. This is like Noah. You're being. An OC housewife right now. And frankly, you're not... Not even. Beverly Hills. And you're not even rich enough to be a house... So, like... No. Unless you're, like, doing all of this no. under the, the... Unless you have a gigantic necklace it. on, yeah. I don't no. want to hear about don't it. Care. No. Don't care. Whew. Oh, my gosh. I hate Noah. I'm really glad we got that out Whew. here. And I'm really glad there's no such thing as the Real Housewives of, of, of Noah Noah's and his house. friends. Oh, my God. Because I would not watch. No. It would just be boring and whiny. Like, be like, I am a down... I don't... No, no one, no one can have their mail forwarded. Lots of birthday parties. Wait, do you think he cares that I have um, email forwarding? Oh do you my think God. he'd be mad? It's some that are you talking about some weird email thing? Because I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I don't want that. That that that. I'm so grateful you're my you. friend, despite my email forwarding. Okay. Uh, you love this pod. I know you love this podcast. I love this podcast. It's called "You Made It Weird" with Pete Holmes. Um, it's just so charming. Pete Holmes is just like the funniest guy. He's a comedian. Um, he had a late night show on TBS. Um, he's just like earnest. Like if there ever was a person who you could use the word earnest on, it's him. He's really funny. This episode's guest is Patrick Walsh, who's a funny comedian. I why do we why do we feel like we have to say funny comedian? Like there's not funny there comedians. Not funny comedians. Yeah, okay. yeah. So like no, a like legit. it's true that he is a comedian and that he's funny. Um, he's written on like Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Two Broke Girls. So I love this story, and you all should go back and listen to this episode, the Pete Holmes. You made it with the Pete Holmes with Patrick Walsh because this story is really, really long. We're going to give you a little, a little bit of it, um, but basically to set it up, he goes to a strip club in Tijuana with some friends. He tells this story so beautifully and just basically. Like, it's a terrifying strip club. Kind of what you would picture is, like, worst-case scenario, a strip club in Tijuana. I mean, Tijuana is terrifying anyway. Fair. Fair. Like, even, even like, a, a non-seedy establishment, no, like, like a the, restaurant would the be... The flower shops Right. <laughs> the flower shops are seedy. Yes. So, the strip clubs, you can imagine, worse. So... These haggard old women are kind of like standing around and they're like, are these the strippers or are these, you know, they kind of figure out they're kind of like the pimps for the strippers. Like they like connect you with the women. So he's connected by like the old pimp women <laughs> to one of the strippers. Um, and she's like really pretty. Like he's talking about, it. it's like pretty woman 2.0. She's like, you know, go- this gorgeous young girl. Um, and not in like a creepy way. Like she's just really pretty. So they go to a private room for a dance and she's super into him. Um, it's supposed to be one song. She dances for like five and then kind of let, proceeds to let him finish on her chest, if you're getting what I mean. I, oh, go on. I don't know why I'm being cagey about it. Like, he finish, he finishes on her boobs. Okay. This got so vulgar. It's his story, not mine. No. Okay. It sounds like he's your friend. Yeah, you have his friend. <laughs> you went to Tijuana. Yeah, I'm like, this guy I know. He went to... T-. No. Um, okay, so he does that. He gets out, and his friend... Um, wants to get a dance from the same girl. So uh, even though he's basically in love with this like beautiful girl, he's like, yeah, you can go do it. So this 
piece of the clip is Patrick talking to his friend after his friend was done with the same stripper. Here we go. He goes, well, what did you do? And I said, well, did she like run her hands through your hair and stuff and like get real close and like whisper in your ear and stuff? And he was like, no. I said, uh, did she like kiss your neck and stuff like that? And he goes, no, not at all. <laughs> I said, well, surely she like touched your penis and kind of jerked you off and that sort of stuff. He goes, what? I paid the same amount. She didn't do any of that. It was just a normal lap dance. I go, well, if she didn't do any of that, what were you doing in there the whole time? He goes, honestly, I just spent the whole time sucking on those beautiful tits. <laughs> First of all, Pete Holmes has the best laugh. You can hear him laughing in the background it's there. It's real. That is a real It's so genuine. Laugh. It's yeah. so good. Um, unbelievable. That's, that's, that's awkward. <laughs> yeah. I get it later on in the episode... The friend was like, I mean, if it had to be anyone's, you know, stuff, I'm glad it was yours because I know you're super clean. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> so it sounds like he handled it well. Oh. I I went to a bar with strippers for the first time ever a few weeks ago. Did I tell you I about this? I did not know this. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed. It's not, it's not really, you know, it's not really my vibe to go to a bar with strippers. <laughs> which one, which one was it? Can you tell me? I'll, t- I'll tell you after. Tell me later? Okay. Yeah. It was, it was in Midtown. It's, it's this bar that like. It's a gay bar, and I think just maybe on Saturdays it has strippers. Okay. I don't want to say it on the podcast because then everyone no, no, no. will swarm it and see I know, me there. Everyone. I'm just kidding. Yes. Um, it was I. I hated it. Okay. I I would totally have guessed that. Yeah. Go on. So the way this one worked, it wasn't like they were up on a thing. They were there wasn't like a stage. They were just like mingling, and when we got there, it was like maybe eleven thirty or twelve, oh, and no. so it was like people weren't there yet. And so it was like kind of a one-to-one ratio of like strippers to people. It was awful. One, you walk in and someone's like, that one's mine. Yeah, no, but they do. They come up to you and they're like rubbing your shoulders and they're like, hey, they like want you to go have a dance so that you can get the money. Well, they think you want to be there. (laughs) Well, yes, that's that's the assumed thing is that they assume that you aren't dragged there by your friend. Right. Um, But it's just so icky because like most, a lot of them are straight and you're just like, you don't want to be talking to me. You don't, you're not interested in any of this. Yeah. I went to a gay strip club once and the men were much more interested in me because they were definitely not gay. Of course they were. Because I think a bunch of them are straight. I just feel bad. I'm like, you don't want to, you don't want to pretend to be interested in me. It's just like also icky. That's just for me. Some people love it. No, no. I'm not, I did not enjoy my experience at a strip club. Yeah, they were like, I don't know. Well, the worst, I went to a bachelorette party in someone's house, yeah. and they had a stripper come. Oh, this is bad. Yeah. No, and it was funny because he, I think the mistake we made, it was a bunch of girls, obviously, and we got to know him. Yeah, no. And I think men don't do that. They're like, come in, take your free clothes, and then leave. Mm-hmm. We were like, after. Well, first of all, I was, like, cowering in the corner. Like, don't talk to me. I think he knew. Picked up yeah. on my vice. He was like, I'm not bothering her. Yeah. He was, like, pretending to fuck people on the floor, on the walls. And, like, I... I no. Not, I, no, 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 no. But um, afterwards, we were like, so, like, you know, how'd you get started doing this? And he had yeah. this sad story. He's from the Midwest. His mom doesn't know what he does. His mom thinks he works at Subway. And, like, he had to go... Subway. Get, he had to go take his pants to the tailor so they could, like, become rip-off pants. Like, I'm How do you have that conversation? I'm with the tailor, like, with these rip-off pants getting mended. And, like, I, I, everyone left that party in a very bad mood. Just, like, like real it was bummed. Like, oh. And, like, he was eating pizza with us. Like, we gave him pizza. No, it was just... Nope. No, So, nope. take it from me. Like, it, it, don't. Like, look, make them don't leave. Engage. Don't that, ask any questions. That's what I was doing. The thing, though, they'd come up and they'd be like, hey, what are you guys up to tonight? And, and I'm like, like, I'm like, where are you from? Yeah. 
Yeah. They're like, oh, Colombia. I'm like, cool. How long have you been here? Right, right, They're like, right. I don't. This no, isn't how this goes. No, it's just if, if they tell you, it's probably sad. Yeah. It's it's not going to make you feel better yeah. about stuff. Not to say that some people's ideal situation isn't to be a stripper. Maybe. But some people probably do it because they're strapped for cash and they probably... And, and it, that's what makes me feel like he's... I'm like, this doesn't feel super consensual even though it technically no, is. No, no. Yeah. I, 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 I think you could learn a lot from strippers and ask them some interesting questions. Yeah, like what songs true. they sang in choir and stuff. But I, probably I, it's not worth it. I don't, I'm not doing it again. Not I also it. just want to flag, like, I feel like supportive of sex work and strippers and like anyone who does it in a great way and, and wants, wants to be doing to do it, it like and doesn't have it, to no lie judgment. to their family yeah and go but certainly there there are plenty of people who are you know not in good situations who are forced to do sex work and not the sex work is the same as stripping it's it's very different but no we can have a correction later about how i don't hate strippers well the- likely the cl- the there will be the, the correction will be that we have no correction, but right, we might as usual. we yes. might come around on your strippers okay. dance. Okay. Um, okay. Speaking of strippers, this next podcast has nothing to do with strippers. Oh my god! But maybe it's good segue. I, I don't know. Maybe they stripped. I haven't listened to it. I don't know. About it's so it's throwing shade. Have you? Do you know that podcast? I love it. Hey. Hi. It's Aaron Gibson and Brian Safi. Maybe maybe that's how you say his name. I feel like. I told you about this podcast Did for like really? a year straight. And I was like, have you listened to it yet? Have you listened to it yet? Have you listened to it yet? I feel like, I feel like you're Wait, going you to like did. it. You did and tell me about I it. I feel like Brian and Aaron are kind of like us. And like, <laughs> you never did. I did it. And then, and then this one guy who I was like filming this project with was like, oh, you should listen to Throwing Shade. Oh, I know. I know. That's terrible. I mean, it was me. <laughs> okay, okay. I give finally. all credit to you that this Thank podcast you. exists. And I'm glad you enjoy it now. I do enjoy it. It's Good. they're they're really funny. So, for those of you who don't know, like in the in the, their whole deal is that they refer to themselves as feminasty and homosensual. Oh, tell me more. I've never heard of this podcast. Just kidding. I showed. You. <laughs> never mind. Just kidding. You invented it. Okay. I am. I am totally that dick who is no, like. Tell the tell the listeners. The tell okay. the listeners. Okay. So, um, their show, according to them, looks at all the issues important to ladies and gays and treats them with much less respect than they deserve. Kind of. We kind of treat all of the clips with much less respect Way less than they respect, deserve. Yes. Yeah. This we should call this podcast like de- devolving tangents. Yes. Of nonsense. With, with not much respect. With not much respect. Yes. Um okay, so it's funny, you guys would like this podcast if you like our podcast or if you like people or podcasts yeah. or places I or things covers, or nouns. It covers everybody. Or yeah. adjectives. Um so here they're talking about this guy. I don't mean to get political, but this guy who's the chair of the Travis County Republican Party. His name is Robert Morrow. Um, he's been going a little nutso on Twitter lately. Oh, <laughs> you may have seen. Oh, get off Twitter. Just go home. No. You don't need to be on Twitter. Yeah. So, uh, he, honestly, this guy makes Trump look like America's <laughs> sweetheart. <laughs> you'll, you'll find out why. Here's the clip. So recently he called, and I'll get to the gay bashing he did in a minute, but um, he tweeted during uh, one of the last debates, the Democratic debates, that Hillary Clinton was, quote, an angry bull dyke, and then made a few sexual comments about her. So homophobic and sexist. Completely. And he said, it's derogatory toward Hillary Clinton because I hate Hillary Clinton, but I'm not sexist. Why would you ask that? I'm not a sexist. I like beautiful women. I celebrate feminine beauty. I'm like Donald Trump. I love women. Even Donald Trump is like, bitch, don't even put me in the same category as you. Okay, it's pretty 
skillful though to make a joke that's homophobic and sexist in one. Like Listen, I mean to, to hit both. Yeah. I'm impressed. But I, I just want to reiterate this man is the Republican chair though the chair of the Republican Party in Travis County, Texas. Which means like someone voted for him. People elected him into right. this position. Or did he maybe just kill someone? Is he that might how have that ki- works? Is that, Honestly, I don't, I don't I'm know not politics, super familiar with how the, with the process. Yeah. I think it was voted it might be killed someone. Okay. Yeah. Um, he also tweeted Quote, Bill said Hillary has eaten more pussy than he has. See, here, like, like, listen, I love inappropriate jokes. Yeah. Like, I fucking love them. Bring it on. They gotta be funny. Yeah. If, if, oh, we might have to edit this out or there might have to be a correction. I have laughed at a rape joke. If it's well, well done. Fair. If, but it, it, you listen, if it's going to be that bad, though, it's got to be, like, fucking hilarious. It's got to be, like, the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life, the smartest thing, something I've never thought about in my entire life, then I'll laugh. But don't risk it on a non-funny joke. But also, like, I question whether these are even jokes. Well, I think that's a good point. Like being <laughs> that's a good, sincere. Oh, you're right. Because you're right. Like, a funny joke is a funny joke. And you're, you, you're, it's not like you're laughing at, you're not laughing at rape. Obviously, that's a horrible thing. But someone can make commentary on it that actually is humorous. I think this guy is just. Making... I think he thinks he's being funny. Bill said Hillary has yeah. eaten more pussy than he has. Like he's thinking clever. Yeah, Zinga. I think you're right. Like, you're right no, that like not, no, he does. He thinks he's being I think, funny. I think he does. N- not that he's kidding. No, but that he's like like he thinks he's being clever. He's roasting. Now. Yeah, yeah. He thinks it's roasting. And you're it's, right. It's not. No, you're right. We're no, both oh my right. God. We, oh my listen, God. one quick crush correction on this last little segment. Um, no corrections. There were no corrections. Yep. We're both really right. Yep. Um, I think everyone should uh, scoot their way on over to his Twitter feed. He's at Rob Morrow Liberty. That's M-O-R-R-O Liberty, where his profile picture is currently, as of this podcast, um, him in a jester hat. Oh, my God. He's what's... His social media team is killing it. Yeah, just na- I'm, I'm sure he has I a mean, team. I mean, Rob Morrow Liberty. I, just, everything should have liberty at the end. It's funny. It, on the podcast, they talk about, like, if someone's bringing up liberty, like, that's a serious red right, flag. Right, Like, somehow that, that has been convoluted into, like, a bad thing. Right. It's a shame. It's bad. Um, he also picture, posts pictures of a lot of really buxom women. He loves... He loves women and stands up for them. Yeah. And appreciates them. Eric, I mean, how many buxom women do you post about on your social media? I follow you and I haven't seen one. Practically none. I post practically zero pictures of dusty babes and You might want to have some respect. You have a mother, (laughs) sisters, a niece, a friend. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed about how Rob Morrow stands up for I'm women embarrassed for by you. calling them bull dykes and yeah. I just can't pick, post one picture I'm of a naked woman. Yeah. Listen, this is my apology to women everywhere okay. for Thank not you. showcasing Thank your you. bodacious bods via <laughs> <laughs> my social media. Thank feel you. really badly about that. My, uh, my titty game is bananas. <laughs> I've been wanting you, to say that a lot lately. You, that's so funny. You do post lots of boob yeah. pictures yeah. On, on Facebook. Yeah. If anyone wants to follow Lauren on social media, it's just her Twitter Lauren handle Liberty, is actually Liberty, Liberty. Rob Mora Liberty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Rob Mora Liberty, too. Well, I'm his social team. That's, so that's true. That's why we brought this up. Do you get paid well for that? Oh, just curious. Nothing. I do it for free. It's a, it's a treat. <laughs> that's so generous it's of you. It's a joy. It must be fun. 
I, I haven't got a lot of good, like, Hillary Clinton pussy zingers. That's why they hired me. They were like, how many do you have got? I whoa, was like, whoa, whoa. a million. Save them for Twitter. <laughs> Don't give any away here. Save no, them of course, for Twitter. Of <laughs> All right. Um, this next one is the New Yorker Radio Hour, which I think also won something. Was a Webby nominee. Yes, it was yeah. a Webby nominee. Wait, can I give a shout-out? Yes. So my friend Patrick Hines has a podcast called Theater People Podcast, and they were a Webby Award honoree this year, which is so huge. Yay, that is so huge. So I'm sure we'll feature their clip, a clip of them one time. But I feel like we should get advice. Yeah, we yeah. should have him on. He's so great. Or, yeah. So I, mean, I have if a lot you, of questions. Yeah, if you like, if you like theater, I want to know like I want to know like what song he would like make his kids sing if he was a choir teacher. Yeah, that's the only question I have. That's yeah. it. After like I don't hear anything. That's else. the that's the not like how did you get a successful no, podcast? Da, 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 did, da, no, not interested. Boring. So anyway, check out Theater People Podcast, a Webby Award honoree. I guess okay. I would also like to ask him how he deals with corrections, because I'm sure he makes a lot of mistakes. Like, yeah. we don't really Luckily, have to deal with that. Luckily, we don't have to deal but with that But I would be curious problem. how he deals with, like, you know, feeling terrible about himself and yeah. he's a failure whenever he makes I think mistakes. he runs a print ad in the Times anytime he needs okay. to make a correction. Well, I mean, do what you got to do. Makes sense. Um, but this is... Uh, this one's called, it's from episode 25, The Little Mermaid Gets Dumped. And in this clip, Jesse Eisenberg, who you all know from The Squid and the Whale and, like, what else? The, the oh, Spider-Man social, movies. Social Network. I don't watch those. Social Network. That's, social that's a good one, yeah. Um, but his, him and his sister, Hallie, are performing Jesse's humor piece that he wrote because he's, uh, he's a wordsmith. Wait. And it, this is called Why I Broke Up with the Little Mermaid. Do you know who his sister is, though? We just talked about who he is. No. So I looked it up oh, when you posted this, do, bu- yes. this thing. She's that little girl with the curly hair from the Pepsi commercials. Oh my god! Isn't those, that so funny? Th- those dimples. She's adorable. Oh my god! She was also in Polly and Beautiful. Uh, with that movie with Minnie Driver, anyone? No, no, no. Okay. No. Um, but see if you can hear the dimples in this clip. <laughs> oh my god, those dimples! I wanna be where the people are. I wanna see, wanna see them dancing, walking around on those, what do you call them? Oh, feet. Honey, I'm home, and I had the most splendid day. Great, Uh, did you pick up the dry cleaning? Well, I certainly tried to, silly. I went to the cleaners, but I forgot what you asked me to pick up. What was that word again? Dress shirts? Right, your dress shirts. I'm sorry, sweetheart, I forgot. It's okay. I'll get them myself later. Did you make it to the pharmacy? Well, I knew I had to refill your... What was that word again? Paxil. Right, your Paximalol. It's just Paxil. Right, Paximabob. How splendid. Okay, did you get it? No. Okay, you forgot that too. Well, did you at least pick up our son? I tried to. I even went to his... What's that word again? School. And I asked his, what do you call her again? Teacher. If she had my, what is he called again? Son. But she asked me for his, what do you call it again? Name. And I told her it was, what do we call him again? Ryan. Right, Ryan. No, I didn't get him. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I love anything with The Little Mermaid in it, but this was amazing. But when I first listened to it, I thought it was like a message to all like those young things that think they want like a hot piece of ass like Ariel. Because, you know, everyone says she's the hottest. (laughs) I don't know. Who do you think is the hottest princess? Oh, great question. Actually, I really like, um, I like Jasmine. I was about to say. Yeah. I, I think. She might be the hottest. I mean, also, <laughs> she, she has a lot legs. Of she does have yeah. legs. And she doesn't have fish Beautiful anatomy from eyes. the waist down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really, we can talk about this later. Never mind. Um, but no, I think I now we should change this whole thing I to, you know who else? Megara? Meg, Megara? Mm-hmm. Meg from Hercules? Great. Oh, 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 yes. She's kind of a, yeah, she's yeah. Kind of a sassy baby. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But I think, like, I thought the message was kind of like, if she's that hot, she's going to be stupid. So if, like, you're, if you're that hot, you have to find someone equally hot and stupid, like Prince Eric, yeah. who's, like, one of the most more handsome Disney princes, sure. but also pretty dumb. Like, he didn't bring anything to the table. Yeah. I mean, and he didn't get that a witch had taken her voice. Like, if, if I was, like, wooing a girl and she wasn't talking, I would automatically assume that a witch, a sea witch, had taken her voice and that she used to be a mermaid. Like, like how else could you explain duh. it? That's the only explanation. So Eric is not the sharpest tool in the shed. This, but this they, was sort of Disney before they realized, like, oh, our characters should be, like, dynamic and, like, have personalities and be, like, smart. It, and be, we, we should look up to them. And, yeah. But, I mean, they are perfect for each other. I, I can't wait until the Prince Eric Ariel sex tape airs because, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, I would watch it. They're good-looking people. I would, I would people. watch it. Yeah. But, but then I started thinking, like, Ariel has, she has an excuse. Like, she has been stuck under the sea with a crab who's like, yeah. relax, don't slave away. And, like, That's a good Jamaican he's accent, He's basically <laughs> telling her not to learn or work or better herself in any way. Yeah. And There's, he's like, oh, he's also reinforcing some terrible stereotypes for Jamaican people, by the way. <laughs> but, and like, Erica's being a little impatient, you know? Yeah. Like, so she comes up from the sea and he's like annoyed that she like collects things and doesn't know what Paxil is. Right. Like, I think like, it's cool that Ariel doesn't know what Paxil from, is. Right. What if someone came from like Eastern Europe and you were pissed off they didn't know about Snapchat? I know. Give them some there. time. Yeah. Um, you know, like you knew what you were getting into when you married True. someone that's been living under the sea. Like this, the real lesson here is that you can't change people. Like once, once you marry them, yeah. you, you, you change them when, you, when you're dating them. Ooh, and, yeah, and that's then if it doesn't period. work out, you dump them. That's, your that's what time. I feel like that's what I did. That's what you did. Yeah. It worked out. Lots of, <laughs> really Lots of made, made them change. Yeah. yeah. I don't even recognize Alan anymore. I, <laughs> I do love this song though. And like, who knew that little Pepsi girl could sing? Oh my God. And who knew that Jesse was like, a good writer, like creative, very yeah. like, impressed. I feel like he's the type that like is is like indie, but got like commercial success. I also I just say this. I feel like he's one of those people that he's not great, but because he's famous. Mm. Eh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, had to I don't say think it. That's wrong. He wrote a book and I didn't read it, so I can't judge. But so it was probably terrible. But we if I didn't read it, yeah. yeah. If I didn't read it, mm. who it was, must have been terrible. No, exactly. Oh my gosh, hysterical. Um, well, after that song, we have another song for our very favorite segment, Jingle Jangle. Yay! This is the segment where we play something musical um, for all of you listeners to hear. So uh, this one is from one of our faves, Savage Lovecast with Dan Savage. Um, so this is Rachel Lark, who is a hysterical singer-songwriter uh, a lot of her songs are kind of dirty, kind of subversive, um, and this song is about her experience with some guys. You say I'm not your type, well I guess you can't change what you like, but if what you like is what society likes, and society is sick, then maybe you're a dick. I'm not sure what you mean by chill. I party, do drugs, and I'm on the pill. But I've been noticing that you're kind of preferential for the meek and the skinny and the deferential. Hey, your liberal arts degree ain't reflected in your browser history. Hey, you cultured guy. You like it when they listen, but not when they reply. Hey, you, I'm not 
little. Bravo. <laughs> I love Rachel Lark. I think she's so funny and clever. And this song is feels feels a little uh, true to life, yeah? A little, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we were just talking about you and your disrespect for women. I yep. feel like there's a lot of crossovers. It's very strange that you chose this clip. I, I am that guy she's talking about, mm-hmm. I fear. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I do feel like this is definitely, like, a type of guy. Like, a guy who calls himself a feminist and posts all the memes and then he, like, does want a girl who, like... You know, you meet you meet his girlfriend for the first time, and you're like, "Oh Lord, she is totally like deferential and like quiet and kind of dumb." Yeah, it's it's strange because some guys don't want to say they're feminists; they're afraid to say it. Yeah, but you have to do more than say it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the thing. Is it isn't it worse if you're like claiming it and then not really? Yeah. Um, living living the life. No, it's funny because I when Justin and I were dating, I came home and I was like talking about feminism and. I was reading a Catelyn Moran book about, about it, and and I was like, "Well, you're a feminist," and he was like, "I don't know," and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I was like, "We have," because I was like, "You are, yes, you might not." I mean, but this is—he can call himself whatever he wants, and sure. if he doesn't want to call himself a feminist, I guess. But like, he's the most respectful. Like uh, in my eyes, yeah. he's the perfect example of a feminist. He yeah. he puts pictures of buxom women on his Twitter feed all the time. And that's really, really the, the pinnacle only requirement. Of feminism. Yeah. yeah. No, but you know, he, he was uncomfortable calling himself that. I think, so I think it's changed now, but, um, I just mean like people that are really good, you know, yeah. pe- good feminists may not even want to call themselves feminists. feminists. Yeah. And then you have the feminists that are calling themselves feminists and they're not. And actually my friend Emily is feminist bro on Twitter. Oh yeah. It's a really funny handle. So follow feminist underscore bro. And it's like, mansplaining is offensive. Let me tell you why. <laughs> Which is real. That That's so real. It's A-OK. You don't want to have sex with me. I have other lesbian friends. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I highly recommend following it because it's, it's funny and it's real. And... and you all know that guy. Yep. For sure. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um... Now it's time for no comment. We're not going to have any comments. We're going to shut up. No tangents. Lucky you guys. Starting after the clip. We can, we can get out of our systems now. Do we need to, like, introduce what this oh, segment this, is yeah, more? This is from... Um, right, sorry. I, hap- I mean, like, what no comment will be. Like, this will be oh. a segment where can we... Can we edit this out right now? Yeah, okay. totally. Okay. Um, now we're going to do a segment called No Comment, where we're just going to shut up after we play it and we're just gonna <laughs> let, let the you decide. Speak for itself. Exactly. Enough said. This is from Happier with Gretchen Rubin. Oftentimes, a thank you will suffice better than an apology. Like, if you go home after a long day at work and you're talking to your friend or your roommate and you're venting, at the end of it, don't say, oh, I'm so sorry, I just vented to you for 20 minutes. Say, thank you for letting me vent to you. Ah. People confuse that a lot. I want to say things, but I can't. It's no comment. comment. (laughs) Love it. Um, Okay, this week's Podcast Bay, just a reminder, our Podcast Bay is just like a podcast we're digging on this week. Um, Bay, of course, being a very trendy term for uh, a loved one that we definitely use because we're definitely age-appropriate to use it. Suck it. Um, our podcast bay this week is Bitch Sesh. We played a clip from this last week. Um, 
but I just love it. I continue to listen. It's Casey Wilson, who you might know from Happy Endings or Marry Me, um, Daniel Schneider, who created The Hot Wives on Hulu, and they recap episodes of The Real Housewives. Ugh. Not The Real Housewives of Noah and his friends, the regular Real Housewives. Um, they also touch upon the Shaws. They do? And uh, Oh, sometimes Charm. like Southern Charm. Mm. Ugh. Oh. We, d- we definitely had opposite reactions. Yeah, you just you know like, what? I didn't love Charm. Southern Charm until I started listening to Bitch Sesh. Really? That Maybe gave me I need a to give it another chance. I just feel like that show seems to me like I hate them so stupid much. rich white kids. Oh, yeah. I hate yeah. them. Okay. So much. I, my sister in law lives in Charleston, so she's always like keeping Ooh. an eye out for those. Oh schools. yeah. Oh man. Well, I, apparently. I, Bitch Sesh will make you love more than just the housewives. Oh, yeah. Um, but their commentary is just so brilliant, and it ranges from, like, what an appropriate hair length for women of a certain age is, looking at you, Kyle Richards, um, to, like, the per- who the perfect housewife is, which, in their mind, and probably mine, is Phaedra Parks from Atlanta. She's dealt with a lot of shit. Yeah. With a lot of grace. Yeah. I will, yeah, I will definitely agree with that. She's just, like hysterical and like classy but also like is not afraid to like be sexual and she's, she's a lawyer she's like a real like talented she, business she, like, person started a funeral house she that's the best part of it I all mean, she's she like named a funeral kids, director like, president <laughs> like right i think that's his nickname mr mr president mr president yeah. i don't care what it, and I those love boys it. are so cute i love yes. i want to just carry them around all day because they're so funny do you think she'd let us carry? i bet she'd let us carry them we should, we i could, think they're probably like ask. 18 by now but i would carry them i would Surely totally carry them they're wrap adorable. him around have wrap his legs around me and just tote him around yeah throw those kids in a baby bjorn and be off yeah uh so anyway if you watch the housewives like i do or shahs or whatever other bravo nonsense um this is definitely mandatory listening it's bitch sesh lauren who's our best dress this week um, well, it's, it was, uh, it was a tough, there were a lot of, you know. Yeah, did you recount the votes like I suggested? Because it was I, I really couldn't. close. There were too many. It was many. really close this week. There were too many. Um, it was a close call. Yeah. But, um, I think this week it goes to Sarah Koenig. Very deserving. Once again. Very, very deserving. But what about Jay? Oh, Sarah, stop no, it. No, Sarah, it's you. you won. You are best to stop trying so to. humble. She, she's amazing. You know. She just, she just was looking so flawless in the culotte yes. pairing yeah. of the waistline. Very tall hat. No one can do that. No, yeah. no. She no was one, wearing that. Barely anyone she can pull was it wearing she that. She was wearing she that, was. period. That's, yes. Okay. Um, I must say, though, uh, it's been two months more, oh, almost two months since Serial. There was like an update on Serial. Oh, so, yeah. I think it, we can all assume that she's, like, starting a line of clothing or... Surely. Doing, I think she was, you know, at the fashion shows. Like, she's busy, you guys. Stop. Get off her ass. Yeah. She's designing culottes. Yeah, fashion is life I for mean, her. I mean, fashion is her forte. It's so true. Yes. Anyway. And boy, does she know how to work it. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see who wins next <laughs> week. Um... That was our show. That was it. Episode two. That was fun. That, that was that real fun. That was really fun, yeah. In fact, if you listen to this one and the first one, I think you would notice an improvement in our performance. A marked improvement, I mean, sure. we were so scared shitless during that first one. It's yeah. like... Oh Wait, what you couldn't hear 
was the silent sobs throughout the entire episode. I know. I was just, I was vomiting the whole time. Yeah. We had to edit a lot of that out. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Love Your Podcast and email us your favorite podcast and clips to your favorite, to, sorry, loveyourpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.